Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to Sacramento! I would like to encourage everyone to be seated and clear the aisles because it's time to get the party started. Let's stand and go for the party!
Hello, OA. We're here. Okay. Have your seats. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the 2012 R2 Convention Committee. All the green shirts. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Um, Good evening. My name is Judy. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm chairing this wonderful, fabulous happening tonight. Woo! I want to welcome you all to Recovery More Precious Than Gold. You've seen a little gold around, right? Everywhere. Thank you, Scarlett. Um, I want to introduce Meg, who's our R2 trustee. There's also some glasses if somebody's lost your glasses. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm a compulsive overeater and your Region 2 trustee. Hi. My official piece of business that I have to do today is to officially open this convention. So I now declare this convention open. like to introduce to you our Region 2 board. This is not the convention committee. This is the Region 2 board that works all year round for us. So there's Sherry, who's our chair. Nancy is our vice chair. Uh, Linda is our secretary. Sherry is our treasurer. Michael's publications coordinator. And, and last but not least, Cher, who's our events coordinator. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to do something. Um, please stand if you... I have a big cheat sheet here. Okay. <laughs> please stand if you are a member of OA for at least three years. Okay. At least three years. Great. All right. Now keep standing if you regularly attend OA meetings in Region 2. All right. And let's see. And stay standing if you also practice the 12 steps to the best of your ability and are committed to the 12 traditions. Whoa. All right. All right. Now keep standing if you have two years or more of service beyond the meeting level. Stay standing if you have two years or more service beyond the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the past, anytime, yeah. Um, Okay. Okay, now here's another one. If you are serving or have served as a region rep to at least two region two assemblies, keep standing. Oh. Okay, now you are very special people who are keep standing. If you are, <laughs> because you, if, if you are also have current abstinence from compulsive eating for at least two years, and each person being sole judge of their abstinence, and 
have taken steps four and five, then you are all eligible to run for Region 2 board positions. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And so let me tell you about the positions. There there are three positions that are up for election in October at our uh, um, fall assembly. Chair, treasurer, and publications. So if you're interested in any of these positions, see these three people and find out more about it. Also, there... uh, Trustee is up for re-election in the May um, World Service Business Conference. So if you're interested in applying for trustee, you have to get your application in by August 27th. That's one month from today. And all that information is on OA.org. So I think, oh, oh, okay. Now one more thing for people to stand. If you have been or are a region rep, or a former board member, please stand. Hey, thank you so much for your service. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you, Meg. Thanks a lot. Okay, will someone please come to the microphone and read the OA preamble? I believe it's been handed out. Will Tiffany come to the microphone and read the OA preamble? Go, Tiff. (laughs) My name's Tiffany. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, Will someone please come to the microphone and read the 12 steps? And that would be Sharon. Hey, Sharon. My name is Sharon, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hey, everybody. (laughs) One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you, thank you, Sharon. Now, will someone please come to the microphone and read the 12 traditions? Who do we have? Jilly. Great. Of course, we have you in the middle of the row. <laughs> of course. Come on. Yes, absolutely. Hi, I'm Jillie. I'm a compulsive overeater. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, our group purpose. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry. Uh-huh. Michael, gotcha. Great. On behalf of the committee, welcome to the 2012 Region 2 Convention. As you know, woohoo! We, we, we do have a rowdy bunch. Um, as you know, our theme is recovery, more precious than... Gold. See, you got it! We are so excited to have you with us for a weekend of discovery and recovery. Each event has been planned with you in mind. Our committee has been working really hard for over 18 months to bring it to this convention to you. We will continue to work throughout the weekend to make sure it's the best experience you could possibly have and that you leave full of inspiration and hope and tools as you continue on your road to recovery. I also think you will leave with some new friends to walk along with you, so be open to that. 
I'd like to ask anyone attending their first convention to please stand up. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Woo! You guys rock. Um, thank you so much. I hope you will find what you came here for and that this will be the first of many conventions for you. Our hope is that you will also keep coming back for recovery. More precious than gold. Thank you. This is our convention for Region 2, so we want to acknowledge those of you who are attending from various states in the region. Is there anyone here from Hawaii? If so, please stand. I thought we had a Hawaii. Okay. Okay, anyone from um, northern Sierra Nevada? Or Nevada? Northern Nevada? Share. There you go. Is there anyone here from Mexico? Not this time. Okay. Maybe tomorrow? Okay. That would be very good. And California. Up, 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 Sam. Woo! Yes, we're doing a wave here. Okay, are there any visitors from outside Region 2? Outside those states just mentioned. Okay. Where are you from? Arizona. Woohoo! Okay. And you, sir? All right. Okay. And? All right. I think she gets the prize for coming the longest way for recovery. Is there another one? Oh, I'm sorry. Kodiak, Alaska. So, you know, make sure that you recognize her. She's in this beautiful blue, green, purpley thing. <laughs> okay. And you're also probably wondering about who the marvelous people are that you see wearing these yellow and or slash gold bandanas. We've, um, we've done a bunch of different things with them because heaven forbid we all be the same. So we've got scarves and we've got, stand up and show them all your different bandana things. Where's Carrie? Carrie's got the unusual ones. <laughs> anyway, there we go. All right. <laughs> we had a do-rag. I don't know where she went. Um, anyway, this is your R2 2012 Convention Committee. Now, if you have any issues, well, that you don't need to share with your sponsor about the convention, please come to a yellow bandana, okay? That works. We are here to be of service to you and to make this convention fantabulous. Okay, is there any media, members of the media present If you know of any members of the media who might be coming, please remind them that our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. So we need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. She's saying it with me. Thank you. This means that the fellowship itself is anonymous, but, it's, um, but the members, the fellowship is not anonymous, but the members are. So avoid identifying any OA members. And so these are just kind of the caveats for all of the media. If you, want, um, if you know of a press person who comes in, please notify Phil. So Phil's the yellow bandana over there. 
He's also um, one of several people who helped arrange this fabulous article that was in the Sacramento Bee yesterday. Isn't that amazing? So, and then we had a few people that he spoke to, and it all worked out great. So, so now I want to introduce one of this year's program chairs. We have two. I want to introduce you to Carmen. She's wonderful. Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am a compulsive overeater. I'm just so glad to see all of you here today. And more tomorrow, it's just so exciting to have you here in Sacramento. I have to read. It is now time for the recovery countdown. It is said that the newcomer is the lifeblood of the program. We'd like to acknowledge the courage it takes to walk into an OA meeting as a newcomer. If this is your very first OA meeting, would you please stand? We have special seats for you up front, so would you please come up and sit in our special seats. They're marked with a green in the very front row. You're just getting these little primo seats. Right here. There's a couple seats there. There's a couple seats over there. Have a seat up front. Thank you. We've reserved this seat especially for you. The big book says that we have a design for living that really works. Part of that design is abstinence from compulsive overeating, bulimia, or undereating, each person being the sole judge of his or her abstinence. Um, And I do want to announce before I go on that there is a newcomer special focus meeting tomorrow at 8.30 just for the newcomers. So we tried to make that available to you so you might have a chance to be in a room with other newcomers and hear somebody's experience, strength, and hope about being a newcomer and being in recovery. Would everybody please stand? Okay, all of us who are standing now because, excuse me, Because right now, oh wait, we are all standing now because right now we are all abstaining. We are all in recovery. So for some of us, put that down. It is the beginning for others. It's been a lifelong journey. But wherever you are in the continuum, we all belong here in Overeaters Anonymous. This is your home. Please remain standing and turn to the people around you and welcome them home.
Okay, I want you all to stay standing. You know, it's really neat to see people that you haven't seen for a while and see people uh, welcome people that they haven't seen for a while because a lot of us get to know you outside of um, our areas when we do a service above the intergroup level and we go to regions. So it's really exciting when I see people come up to one another and go, oh, you're here, and there's hugs and welcomes because we're really glad you're all here. Okay, as you remain standing... As a newcomer, it's important to hear, keep coming back no matter what, but it's even more inspiring to actually see people do that. We're now going to find the member with the longest time in OA here tonight. If you have kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for one year or less, please sit down. That's great. If you've kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for five years or less, please sit down. Boy, there's a lot of you still standing. If you've kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for ten years or less, please sit down. By the way, I'm still standing. Just thought I'd mention that, that it's not just kind of at the podium. Um, (laughs) If you have kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for um, 15 years or less, please sit down. This is when I sit down. If you have kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for 20 years or less, please sit down. Boy, this is exciting. If you've kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for 25 years or less, sit down. Look at that. If you have kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for 30 years or less, please sit down. Look at this. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Did I miss anybody? Remarkable, remarkable. If you have kept coming back and abstaining no matter what for 31 years or less, please sit down. I don't see anybody go down. For 32 years or less, please sit down. God, you're there. For 33 years or less, please sit down. For 34 years or less, please sit down. For 35 years or less, please sit down. 
36 years or less, please sit down. Are we going to be here a while? 37 years or less, please sit down. 38 years or less, please sit down. Okay. 39 years or less, please sit down. And I believe we have one person left standing. How many years? 42 42 years. Would the person with 42 years please come up to the podium? And will the newcomers please come up and we just ask you to give us your name so we can welcome you. My name is Carol, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Would you give us your name, and we're going to present you with an uh, AA Big Book, an OA 12 and 12, and a newcomer packet. My name is Penny, and I am a compulsive eater. Would you tell us your name? I am Patty, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Patty. I'm Pat, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Pat. Thank you. I'm Britta, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Britta. much longer. Um, We gave a newcomer packet copies of the big book in OA 12 and 12 to each one of our newcomers, and we're very, very glad they're here. So everybody give them a round of applause as they return to their seats. Okay, right now I'm going to introduce, oh, you'll understand that in a minute. I'm going to introduce Michelle, my co-program chair, who's going to introduce our main speaker for tonight. I'm Michelle, a compulsive overeater, and um, okay, well, first I'm supposed to read something. Uh, Before we introduce our speaker, we would like to remind you that all speakers share their own experience, strength, and hope. They do not speak for the convention, Region 2, or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Now, tonight is the opening ceremony of the Olympics, and I must must say uh, the Olympics has nothing on the excitement that... (laughs) This particular speaker has brought to 
the grand ceremony for um, the Region 2 convention. So I am very um, honored and just like, oh my God, so friggin' grateful to introduce Ira from Woodland Hills, which, uh, and he really has shown a willingness to go to any lengths, as has his substitute, who is all ready to step in. So, um, you know, that, this is what 27 years or something like that looks like. But anyway, Wooden Hills in Southern California. Welcome, Ira. And I don't think he's had anything to eat for a long time either. But I'm, I'm so spiritual, I don't care. Anyway, my name is Ira, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um... Uh, to qualify, my abstinence and sobriety birthday is uh, September 7th of 1983. So, God willing, September uh, 7th this year will be 29 years of abstinence. And, hi Nancy. Um, and I'm maintaining between 140 and 144 pound weight loss now for about 26 years. Um, and it's very interesting how the universe works. Um, th- okay, I'm sorry about that. I just uh, literally, yeah, literally, how's this? Yeah, I can do this. I'm in show business, too. I should know better. Um, I literally stepped out of the car from Woodland Hills, uh, which... I think via the five normally is about, from where we live, about 425 miles. And we left a little later than we wanted. Okay. We, we had a 15-mile, one-and-a-half-hour delay in which the northbound five was reduced to one lane in northern, in the, around Button Willow, which is... Uh, Kern County and naturally I'm so spiritual I'm saying you know what I may as well turn around you know and and but here's the here's the thing about it Uh, I don't know a hundred pounder such a thing I'm I'm also sober in Alcoholics Anonymous same as well my sponsor's sponsor, you know, Joe H., died, but his, his sponsor is Clancy. So you can, that's, you know, you have to have a lot of testosterone to keep up with that. Um, but um, the whole thing was, is that I made a point of saying, I, I'm not going to boil. I'm not, because like all my anger comes from anxiety. I mean, many inventories have said that. I just had a situation confrontation with an individual and this is after you know 20 in, in which I was in his face and I could have handled it better and I did my best to clean it up here's the other thing is I had called it I call I still call in my food every day you know uh, it's not a perfect thing there is nothing perfect okay um, I think that we at least for me, this is just my take on it, uh, misuse the idea of perfectionism in terms of what it's my understanding of what the literature says because it says we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And for me, 
It's about what's my nature and the thing that got me up to 330 pounds is incredibly narcissistic self-centeredness. Um, some of, you know, and every character defect I came in here with, I still have to some degree. And um, so it's, a, as I was telling Susan, it's a constant battle. It is a battle. I come from a place of temper, anger, all that stuff. And why did I overeat? Because I'm an overeater. One of the things I also have learned is that any attempt to use what I call linear thinking, that is, if this happens, then this will happen, doesn't work because when it comes to things like my emotions and my spirit, it's not a straight line. And any time I try and make it a straight line, that's where chaos comes in because, well, if I'd have left earlier, which is probably... In fact, we were talking about this. Maybe if I'd have left when I thought we, you know, could leave, and, uh, you know, we've both been going through... It's a very rich time right now, but, like, a lot going on. And we're going to take our first vacation in four years, um, you know, at the end of August. But it's been that kind of intense time, and, and the point being that maybe we would have left at 10, and you never know. Because if we'd have left earlier, it could have been that the delay might have been worse. Had the delay not happened, we, I would have been here an hour ago. Had we taken the 99, and, and Susan said something very interesting, maybe we would have uh, been hung up. Maybe there had been a horrendous accident on 99. I hope not. You know. But you never know. So for me... I hope this is, you know, I, like I looked up the, on page 128 and 129 of the big book is where it says it's like a gaunt prospector, you know, because of the title of the, you know, gold is interesting too because it's, it's, it's a, it, you find it and it's generally hidden in rocks, although, you know, you can see the glitter, but the reason that gold becomes what it is is because it's polished and it's changed and it's molded into something desirable. And that's, I think, what happens because of the program, as we express it in Overeaters Anonymous. You know, Everything in my life I've got and everything I've become is, be- be- is because of the precepts of the program. Everything. And what I am fond of telling, you know, I sponsor around eight guys, and we meet once a month and go through one of the pieces of literature, either the OA 12 and 12, the AA 12 and 12, or the big book. We do it at random. In other words, we pick out of a hat, and everybody participates. You don't get to hide, you know, and then start to dump, you know. Um, one of my sponsors in, uh, or actually... Clancy told Joe, my AA sponsor, and Marty, by the way, my, he's also an alcoholic. Uh, he's been my sponsor for 27 years. He's 83 years old and engaged. <laughs> and they're happy, too, which is, and she's about at least 15 years younger because he would accept nothing less, you know. <laughs> but um, uh, what, what Joe used to say is, 
Ira, you got two eyes, two ears, one mouth. Use them accordingly. Uh, I can't be teachable if I'm talking or debating. It's very interesting, step two of the AA 12. And the only reason I know this stuff, here's the other thing for newcomers. How many, do we have newcomers here? Would you raise your hands, please? No, no, you're newcomers. Raise them up. Okay, folks, you want to stay abstinent? All the rest of you? Go help these people. That's what this deal is. And that's, that comes back to the spiritual thing we're talking about. In the appendix on spirit, oh, so what I was saying is I was told to read two pages a day, start with the AA big book, reread it, put it down. And the reason that my sponsor wanted me to do that was because um, he knew that I wanted to understand this and to get it, thinking that if I was a good boy and I did my studies, life would, you know, open up. Now, the program promises me that if I follow the steps, I will have a day of abstinence. It doesn't guarantee that everything that in my life, it's, it, it, what I read is that it's, I'll be able to handle things better and I'll probably be happier. But, you know, like I think I was reading in step 12 of the A, of, uh, A 12 and 12, if I put my uh, uh, decision to satisfy my in- instincts first, it's like putting the cart before the horse. And so what this is all about is spiritual development. What does that mean? You know, like it's, for me, one of the best ways of, because I came in very almost atheist, but not really. More agnostic than atheist. And my father um, was a personable guy with a temper. And uh, during World War II, uh, he, was, he just was a sergeant, but his Yiddish had a German enough accent that he wound up interviewing German POWs with, for info about concentration camps and was on the liberation teams of three camps, and it screwed him up. It made him very angry. It, it interfered with his ability to, like, just... And he also... He, he, now, I write music in the entertainment business, and I get commissions, and I'm, because of this program, I learned how to deal with people, you know, which is a, a real uh, major component if you're going to be successful in anything. You have to, as one has to learn how to deal with people. And so he was, they used to, you know, when Archie Bunker came along, they used to call my dad the Jewish Archie Bunker. Because for him, the worst Jew in the world was still better than any of the rest of those you know, that kind of thing. And, and we grew up with that, and I became, as a kid, almost anti-Semitic. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a ashamed to say it, but my path has taken me, the 11th step for me is, is an incredible thing. I pray twice a day, and, you know, I have my order of prayers, and meditation is harder than prayer. Prayer is a petition to God. It's, it, it means me forming words or some kind of message to connect. Meditation is listening. And as was pointed out, I, was, I studied Kabbalah for, you know, the spiritual part of Judaism for five years, chanted Nam Yoho Rengekyo for five years, trying to find the path. Doesn't mean I found it, but then Joe also told me this. He said, I will never forget that the road to the goal is the goal. 
It doesn't say the road to happy destiny. It says the road of happy destiny. See? So, you know, you can, like, like it says, the, the, the gaunt prospector with his belt drawn in, he hasn't anything to eat. He finds this load of treasure. It's like that, that elation that, that we feel that finally something good is happening. And the only and and because of anonymity and again I'm just listen man I I couldn't prepare this and drive 75 to 80 miles an hour for 350 miles to get here on time and think about what I'm going to say at the I would have been married to a pine tree somewhere you know but um, you know I was going to bring like a slick looking Italian jacket you know and I was. And all that stuff. And, you know, one of the nice things about being at a healthy body size, you know, I've put on, since my lowest weight, i put on about, at one time put on about 25 pounds. And over time have lost about 10 of that. And I'm now 63. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, a mild case, and I'm grateful for that, uh, in September 2009. Uh, but I still work out. I still lift weight. I don't necessarily like it, but it's good for me. See, um, and th- that's one of the first things. Um, one of the, th- and I get to say this, I guess, being the, you know, uh, I don't necessarily hold truth with the idea of finding a sponsor who has what I want. Because with the kind of ego I have, I want everything, and I hate everything. You know, I want my way, you know. So what I tell people is instead of that, find somebody that you can talk to. That's the number one thing, because on page 18 of the book, it says, you know, that most of us find it impossible to discuss. uh, uh, We of alcoholics or overeaters will not talk to somebody without reserve. In other words, we, we generally shield the truth of how we really feel and who we really are from our family. And it says, well, if, if, we don't, if we do that with family, let alone doctors, then it says in italics, and generally when the big book has a paragraph in italics, it wants you to notice it. It says, but the ex-problem drinker, properly armed with the facts about himself, is generally able to win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Then it says, and I think this is why we don't have more success in OA, until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. See, and, and my experience of, you know, the program, and I'm a, you know, I've, I learned, you know, I met my wife. She's my soulmate here. I've gone through a divorce, abstinent here. Oh, I was even going to tell you about lunch here, uh, what happened on the way here. Um, I had committed, I commit my food every day to a guy that's got over 30 years, and, and I like him a lot, and we talk, and I had committed, figuring that we had plenty of time to stop for, you know, either salad or soup and salad for lunch or so on, and guess what? The, the time was getting so tight that lunch came from a Chevron food mart, okay? Now, a food that is problematic for me, and, and I don't buy, I don't, especially being a sober alcoholic, don't agree with the idea that you can't talk about food to overeaters. 
if I can't, if I have to be so politically correct that I can't tell my truth here, I'm I'm dead. You know, I'm for like less political political correct, uh, correctness. I would rather have you guys all be angry and abstinent than pretending everything is wonderful in eating. Because eating is going to kill me. I can get over my anger. See? And, and so, you know, and there's a lot of difference between custom and tradition. You know, we have a tendency, at least in Southern California, to applaud every time somebody gives a delegate's report. And um, some of them, most of them aren't that funny. <laughs> Once in a while, you know. But... Um, and I've done my service. At, in fact, that's where I met Nancy. And I'm, you know, I knew her from the, the first time I was a delegate uh, to World Service Conference. And I've, you know, I'm here now. I, it's it's like you just say yes. In fact, Joe used to tell me, just say yes. Is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to feel better? Yes. Are you going to survive? Yes. Are you hungry? Yes. Are you going to be able to abstain? Yes. I'm the one that says no. I can't do it. And see, that's the point. Um, what Joe used to tell me, what Marty has told who's running this? You know, especially, uh, I had a talk, uh, an outreach, a guy suffering, you know, with a lot of emotional stuff, with his father and all this stuff. And so the first question, I said, are you abstaining? He, he, you know, his word, you know, after I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I can't get day one. So I suggested, I said, when you go to an OA meeting, instead of popping your hand up just to tell everybody about your latest adventure, why don't you try and use OA for what it is? You know? And here's the growth for me, is I was able to have that conversation without making him feel bad or getting into an argument. The whole ride up here, I wanted to, to blame. I wanted to, to, to get angry because it feels better when I'm anxious to dump it on somebody else. But I didn't. That's the same. Now, I'm going to translate that to character defects, you know, step six and seven. What, and I know I'm bouncing around, but like I've been bouncing around in a car for, so you guys have to bounce around with me. Um, uh, this idea of having character defects removed and being entirely ready and having enough humility, which is reality, to, to accept where you're at. Uh, my experience is that every defect I have that I came in with, I still have, that it's that the only thing, and this is what Joe used to tell me all the time, Ira, once I was sober, once I was sober, it's your behavior, it's your behavior, it's your behavior. In other words, I can... If, for instance, I have, I had had a uh, uh, defect that interfered or blocked my ability to relate to people in that I would jump in. Now, remember, I'm a 100-pounder coming from a lot of anxiety. Before somebody, you know, if I were on a conversation with two people or one person, to have a tendency to finish the sentence before they got a chance to finish it. You know, and that's all anxiety, and you can take 12 steps on anything. But the point was, is it wasn't helping my relationships with people to do that. So the first thing is I have to own that I do that. 
And so, like, on how God works in my life, it's, it's that little voice that says, like, I want to kill this SOB, right? Don't do it. Well, you don't understand. Don't do it. You're going to get into a whole bunch of... It's that kind of stuff. That's how God works for me. It's that space between I'm going to, you know, or I've got to say what i got to say. And, you know, I, I took a course in... in, in in a spiritual thing where they talked about robotic behavior, you know, where it's this, then I have to do this. No, I don't. Just because I'm a compulsive overeater who once weighed, and I'm, my driver's license lied when I came here. I've told this story many times that it said that uh, when I came in, it said that I was 5'11 and weighed, I think either that one said 248 or 265. Point was, at the time I came into Overeaters Thomas, I was between 305 and 310, and I've never been above five, six and a half in my life. (laughs) And I told my sponsor, Marty, he says, Ira, that's what we do. (laughs) See, that's what we do. So you need not be ashamed. And talking about all of the therapeutic, this is not Insight Anonymous either. (laughs) Okay. Um, I am blessed, you know. Um, I just finished a, piece of music that's going to finish uh, you know Pixar's doing a bunch of concerts and I've worked years ago um, for, for, for you know a composer I'll leave his name out of this it's not about names but the point is the piece that I did for a movie is going to close the concerts you know and um, I have a lot of credits because I was I learned in here, I mean, I've, talent was there, but my ability to deal with people has never been there until I came and met some loving people. You know, um, I, uh, you know, at my first meeting, or, well, four years before I came in, that same guy who I was working for, who became my sponsor later in AA, Joe, volunteered to take me to a meeting of OA, even though he was not an overeater. And I went to a meeting, and there were about five or six women there. This was about 1979, I think. Five or... Ten minutes? Okay. Uh, There were about five or six women, and I was having big-time problems in how I related in my first marriage. It wasn't her fault, but we ultimately had to divorce because we were not compatible. And I wouldn't go in. And part of my MO is to stamp my feet, put a big scowl on my face with the idea of I'm going to scare you into agreeing with me. You know? And he wouldn't buy it because he had been sober 10 years at that point. And he, you know, so he's, and he had made a special trip. And I think he might have had some food issues too. And you know, in other words, it, he, he had some emotions behind trying to do something for me. And I didn't see it. When you're self-centered, you're that narrow. You don't see anything but like, you know. Um, um, so he says to me, I said, I won't go in there. And I, stand, I said, I'm leaving. He says, well, he says, uh, you can keep killing yourself if you want, which is obviously what you're trying to do, or you can come in and try and get some recovery. What's it going to be? Went in and slammed the door. Well, how dare you, you know. Except that that's what I remembered four years later when I was at my bottom. That's what caught, that thought caused me to make the call. See, 
So you never know what you're sharing, where you're sharing, how it's going to affect somebody. There was a guy, uh, an alcoholic Mexican guy who lived under Santa Monica Pier when he was drinking, named Al Marine. And when I knew him, he, was, he had 50 years of sobriety. He used to say, the purpose I of sharing is to inspire the alcoholic. He would say it like that and get in your face, you know. But that's what our purpose is. That's what the spiritual progress is. That's why it's, and if you can't be a main speaker, you, you're willing to lead a workshop or put up chairs or do something. And, and Joe told me it's a very selfish thing because, like, here's the thing. You, you, certainly my wife, and you women are all, you can multitask. I can't. That is to say, I can't be thinking about two things at the same time. So guess what? If I'm thinking about you and how you're doing, what am I not thinking about? See? And the disease is, yeah, but I like to think about me. And I like to get angry at those idiots on television, you know, those kind of things. But it doesn't do me any good. And, and, I, and I'm not perfect. The, the people who have what I want accept themselves. That they're not, and it's not a justification for bad behavior, but it's, it's like there's an old saying, you know, you can do anything you want, you can eat anything you want, as long as you're willing to pay the consequences. You can do anything you want. In fact, I have, <laughs> I have a sponsee who's having trouble in his marriage. I have two that are having trouble in their marriage. And one of them is having to separate. Now, you know, he has an Al Anon sponsor too, and He's doing what he believes to be right. And I have some experience in going through a divorce, you know, but, you, can't, you know, I'm not a psychologist. And the other one is very angry at his lady and is thinking about straying, you know. And what I told him is the same thing. I said, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay the price for it. And I think that the difference between successful people, normal people, and people who are addicts or people like me is I want to do all these things that I feel to feel better, but I don't want to have to pay the price for it. I want somebody to tell me that I'm a good person anyway. You know, and, and the, point, the point is good stuff happens, not so good stuff happens. You know, um, the MS has gotten a little bit worse um, but I'm grateful I can still lift weight and, you know, do my treadmill and do that stuff, and it's good for me. It's good for me. The heat isn't good for me. You know, I used to take a lot of steam. It's like I can't do that like I used to, you know. But um, I will tell you, oh, lunch. So I was talking about that earlier. <laughs> Food is on my mind now. It's... My God, it's 11.30 Eastern time. <laughs> in fact, let's see. So I'll say, it's 7.30 in London. How about breakfast at the Olympics? <laughs> you know. Um, what was I? Uh, oh, so what happened is that we stopped, and here we are. I'm feeling running late. And one food that is, a, that is a problem for me is dangerous are nuts. You know, mixed nuts. I love them. 
you know, I had to do a list for Marty and with just on yellow paper, just like an inventory of foods that didn't give me any problem whatsoever. In the middle of foods I could eat, but with certain limits, and it could be where, how much, what the limits were, and then on the, the right foods for which one bite is one too many, a thousand is, isn't enough. And nuts I had had on the, in the middle, and, you know, there's things like red meat I can't eat. If you see me with pizza, pizza I'm out there. Any flour product, I haven't had it. I've had some ceremonial uh, tastes of matzah enough to, you know, uh, do the services. But other than that, no flour, bread products, any of that stuff. No chips, no sugar, you know, all that stuff. Uh, There is no perfect. So, but the point was, I told him, I called him and said, I got to make a change. This is being uptight. Are we going to make it? I'd feel really ashamed. And I told Susan, I'd feel real ashamed if I, if, I, if I blew it. That's how I was feeling, you know. And, and I said, you know what? I'm at a Chevron, so I'll say, I'll try and get a couple of sticks of cheese. Also, which is a food that's an iffy food, but in this context, you know, it would have been fine. And maybe some nuts or whatever. And he says, he knows, and this is what Ken said to me, he said, he, I know that nuts are not your best friend, but I also understand what you're having to go through, you know. So I looked at them, and I could have bought some, but instead I found some dried apricots that were nothing but apricot. And so I got that along with a couple of sticks of cheese, and guess what? I feel clean. See? That's, that's, see? But the, but the whole point, well, you're applauding me clean. You... Well, never mind. Um, um, The whole point is, it's a a one-day-at-a-time deal, and it's a road of happy destiny. And the way I believe that we get it is to help another. That's why there are so many of you. I think it's terrific. I think the, 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 you know, like, uh, it looks like this is a total success, whatever happens after this. And, And that's what it's about. So if you see a newcomer, Ask him what I was told to do. And, and again, we share experience. That's, oh, that's the other thing that I would tell you is real important that I think we don't stress enough here, which is that if you, that it's you, in step two of the AA 12 and 12, it says there is no debate in a spiritual world. There isn't. Um, uh, Joe used to tell me that I could rob, rape, pillage, murder, do anything, but the only eight words that were going to tick him off were, but you don't understand my case is different. <laughs> okay? Um, but what you get to do if a sponsor asks you to do something uncomfortable or that you don't want to do, it's, the problem, being passive doesn't do it and being compliant doesn't do it. Although, at the beginning, it's like, you know, we act as if. However, what you do get to ask, what's your experience with this? You have the right to ask, what's your experience? Because that's what we have to share is experience, strength, and hope. We are not therapists. I got it. We are not therapists. We're not teachers. And there are a couple of workshops where people talk about teaching people, you know, how to eat. I, I, I shudder about that because I'm just an overeater, man. And I love to tell people what to do, you know. 
And you, you give me that kind of power? You know, and so it's like I, I told Nancy when she, she talked to me about, you know, getting on the uh, World Service Board, and I said, I can't see myself doing it. Because I see, you know, usually the way that, at least the way they used to, I haven't been there in a while, but um, there would be all this hubbub and, confer- and um, controversy going on, and then you get the last stuff done, everybody says kumbaya at the end and all that. <laughs> but I said I could see myself, I, I could see it, being a, uh, the chair of World Service, wearing a white vested suit with a white thing with an OA chain, and going like this, and everybody, and I said, as long as that image is in my head, I got no business being on a board of world service. Anyway, we made it. Uh, the one thing, I'll, the last thing I'll say to you is, in my case, it wasn't just how willing to go to any lengths it was, as how willing to go slowly with any lengths it was. Thank you very much. Keep coming back. It worked. That is going to any lengths. Thank you so much, Ira. Hi, I'm Judy, and I'm a compulsive overeater. You'll notice there's a few Judys here from Sacramento. I have a few announcements to make before the big show, and it will be worth waiting for. Who is right? Now, the state fair is going on in Sacramento, and it's not that far from here, so it might be kind of crowded around the mall. And so tomorrow for the lunch break, the um, hotel has offered, they're doing a, a green salad with a grilled chicken breast on it. Pick a piece of fresh fruit. You get your iced tea or coffee. All tax included, $15 cash. So just if you want it, 1130 to 1230 out in the atrium. We have a great security team, and they're going to be checking your badges and they're just going to be gently reminding you to wear them because that's how we know who has been registered for the convention. But they, they wear cute little stars like their deputy dog or something, you know, but they're really, really sweethearts. So please wear those. Um, if you signed up to do service, please check in at our volunteer desk about an hour before your shift. We have a message board just by the registration, and that's where people can, you know, maybe you decide to sell your breakfast or dinner tickets since they are sold out, and somebody else might want to buy them. So go ahead and leave a message if you'd like to do that. Okay, Scott, show the quilt. This quilt, made by a member of this fellowship, is one of a kind, designed by, she would not tell you this, I will, a master quilter. It is absolutely exquisite. It will, those tickets will be for sale to the left as you go out of the atrium. Yes, all the way across. Show it off, boys. Yes. 